Hello and welcome to Priority Roll, an Age of Sigma podcast from sunny England. Join us as we discuss the ever-changing character of wargaming in the mortal realms. Grab your D6 and get ready for the Priority Roll. Hello and welcome to Priority Roll. Today's episode is rather special in that I've invited a number of hobbyists from around the community to celebrate this fantastic game that we all play. Age of Sigmar is five years old and it's grown immeasurably since its release half a decade ago. So we're joined uh, over the course of the next hour and a half by a whole bunch of people from across the community. Some are match play gamers, uh, some are narrative fanatics, some are hobbyists and painters. You'll undoubtedly recognise some names, but just as important are those that you don't. The hobby and I guess the wider community is made up of all sorts of people, each enjoying the game in their own way. Whilst we do tend to focus on the more match play side of things here on Priority Roll, I wanted this episode to be a celebration of the game and the community that we're all part of. So without further ado, on with the show. Hi everyone, thanks for having me on the show. Big thanks to Dan for inviting me on. So he's asked me to answer a few questions and um, just to cover off what's been going on with the last five years of Age of Sigmar. So the most memorable moment I have from the launch of Age of Sigmar is actually, we was on my stag do, uh, a few of us had gone down to Newquay in Cornwall and on the, the pre-order Saturday, we woke up in a hotel room. So there's myself, Ben Johnson, Mark Wildman and Chris Taylor who helps out with Blue and Glory. We're all looking at the, the leaks and releases from the, the pre-order day of the Age of Sigmar first release. Now, anyone who's playing back then, which it seems like a long time ago, but it's actually not. Five years is quite a short time. But all of the units and things like that that had these weird special rules, like uh, Manfred von Karstein, if he couldn't see the sun... He got extra bonuses and, uh, and there's another guy who, who talked to his horse and all of this. So that's a, I remember lying in bed with a stinking hangover, laughing and laughing and laughing at all these um, brand new rules that have just come out. And uh, it, it sums up Age of Sigmar and Warhammer for me, really. It's just having a laugh about Warhammer with your mates. And that's kind of what it's all about, really, isn't it? So uh, that's one big memorable moment. There've been many more in-game and all of the rest of them over the years, but it always includes your mates. That's that seems to me what it's all about. So the next one then, favourite Age of Sigma release and why? Now for me, this is Marathi, definitely. Obviously, Daughters of Cain have uh, I've played them a lot, and I've always played Dark Elves. But the Marathi model was just something else. When that first model, when we first saw the model, it was just unbelievable, and the video as well, the preview video. I don't know what changed around then in the community team but they, they went from doing just a bunch of good Warhammer videos to the Marathi one being out of this world it was just amazing like you know goosebumps and the, the the whole scene of it the Marathi clips and the voice and everything it was it was fantastic and the whole release around the model coming out the promo that went with it and then the army book coming um, the Marathi model and release was was fantastic for me and obviously I played Doors of Cain so doubly so I'm sure Whoever plays Seraphon and then finally got the Seraphon book will be saying that was their favourite. But I do think that uh, that particular Daughters of Cain release marked a real change in the way Games Workshop marketed the releases as well. It was it was certainly impressive. Um, and what am I looking forward to the most in the future of Age of Sigmar and why? Ah, so <laughs> as a playtester, uh, I, I get some of the secrets already. Um, but also, generally as a fan, it's like, what's what would I like to see? I want to see tournaments back again. <laughs> is the main one. I think everyone's in with that one. And also, I'd like to see more like 
I don't know. So Sylvan have had a release recently, and they got the uh, the guy who buffs all the units. I can't remember his name now. Um, he, he buffs the Colonel Hunters with the shooting and plus one to hit. And one little model gets released, and it can really change the faction. Um, Overlords, Cadrian Overlords got it with the Engine Master, and I think there's been a few more similar sort of thing. One model um, can really really swing things up a bit. Um, I'd love to see more than that for more factions. So it's a, a new model and a new bunch of rules and maybe a new battalion, and it, it really changes things. So that's one thing I'm, I'd really look forward to um, coming in the future. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what other people you get on and what they all have to say. Thanks a lot, and here's to another five years of uh, Age of Sigma. Hey everyone, my name's Terry. I'm the co-host of the Facehammer podcast and a freelance miniature painter currently doing some stuff for Siege Studios. Uh, I've been playing AOS since the very beginning, before we had points or any of the the cool stuff we have today. Uh, I'd say my most memorable moment in AOS has to be, for me, winning a uh, Golden Demon at the Age of Sigmar Open Day. Yes, it was a bronze for all those people saying it's not a gold, I know. But still, third for me was amazing, and it was the the big step forward for me in terms of my painting ability and what I believe uh, I could achieve after having sort of picked up that prize. Um, It's, you know, it it meant everything to me at the time. So my favourite release in... AOS, probably the Nurgle book. At the time, I wasn't really too fussed about the book, but I did like, obviously, all the new models and everything that came with it. But for me, the last year or so, just getting what I can out of the Nurgle book and just refining my army over and over and over and adding more painting to it has, has just been what's kept me going in for tournaments and events and get me to sort of up my painting game across the army. But yeah, that's uh, probably the favourite. I mean, Orcs and Goblins, even though I don't play them, sorry, the Gloom Spike gets, they, they've got to be up there as one of my favourites. Just sheer model, sort of, you know, you've got the Gob- Gobberpalooza and things like that in there. Absolutely amazing models. Uh, obviously all the, the new trolls and everything as well, which I've, I've painted a few off now and there. They're really, really nice models to paint. In future, with the new edition of 40k, I'm looking forward to some of that that's going to be really nice but in terms of aos i'm i'm really looking out for the the gargants I, I just want to paint me some big giants low model count army that i can really go to town on a few single models and just really push my ability to get as best as i can in an army without you know killing myself and spending months and months and months and months on one model but yeah we'll see we'll see how it goes hi i'm steve foot and i'm from footworks and in celebration of five years of Age of Sigmar, my most memorable moment of Age of Sigmar is the time I got together to help make Realms at War, the narrative Age of Sigmar event that's held yearly. And it's just so much fun, uh, the excitement of setting up the event, getting everyone to join in with all the fun and laughs beforehand on Twitter, and then actually running the weekend itself. Just super fulfilling to kind of bring all that stuff together. Um, yeah, that's absolutely one of my favourite moments. Favourite release, favourite release for Age of Sigmar. Um, it surprised me, actually. Uh, that was the Skaven book. So for me, it's just the amount of fun you can have with our army. The uh, true sense of the fact that they can absolutely destroy an enemy or destroy themselves. And for me, that makes them really disarming for the player. Um, and with so many units and so many cool rules, they, they they just play themselves sometimes, but it allows me to explore all sorts of things. And I've managed to build up this sort of character that's been going all the way through. So easily my favourite. 
what am I looking forward to? Has to be the evolving law and world. There's two sides to this because one, Age Sigma is great in that you you have all of these spaces on the map which are not defined and not explored yet, which allows narrative players to go and have some fun in them and decide what's going on there or def- deciding on an interaction between a new faction that's come out or whatever. But there's always stuff that comes up and the fact that it's evolving, there's nothing's been set in stone so we can get campaign books, we can get new law books. And, and for me, that's the exciting thing because what are the possibilities that, that those new stories can then interact with either my new armies or my existing armies. So yeah, thanks, Dan. Um, good luck. Hey, Dan, it's Chippy Rick. I hope you're doing well. Thanks for inviting me on. So I've been playing Age of Sigma since the release and I've loved every minute of it. I'd say my most memorable moment during the last five years was attending the first Age of Sigma Masters. It was held at Warhammer World and run by Ben Curry. It was an awesome event. It was a great way to finish off the first year of the competitive gaming. I had some good results with Archeon in a mixed chaos list, so I ended up taking him to that event. I'd say my favourite release for Age of Sigmar so far has to be between the Fire Slayers and the Caradron. Fire Slayers are my favourite army, and I played the Dwarf Slayers back in Warhammer Fantasy, but I think Caradron probably win mainly because they were the first ever Age of Sigmar release that really had that Age of Sigmar feel for me. The the flying boats and stuff there, really cool models. What I'm actually looking forward to most is a Telegamers campaign that I've started, and we're running through our club. With everything that's going on recently, we've uh, wanted some hobby focus, so I've decided to start running a campaign it can actually be followed on twitter so if anyone wants to follow along uh, take a look at at aos underscore realm shift anyway thanks again i look forward to catching up with you soon cheers hi it's christine hook and pin so i've been invited on by dan to talk about my memorable moments and favorite moments when it comes to this wonderful season of age of sigma that we've just had and obviously the last five years can it really be five years since the first release of age of sigma so the most memorable moment for me has to be invited by john scrivens to bobo last year having five amazing games of warhammer and then getting some of the best of friends from it i got to be introduced to some of the guys from the nwa club going along with my team age of chumps and then things like the ws10 gaming group so many games groups and it was brilliant to meet everybody this started my os journey and that train did not stop and then obviously getting to be the only female competitor at heat one at warhammer world this year was huge with my first two tournament wins absolutely exciting time so my favorite age of sigma release has to be when they dropped the auric war clans on us absolutely ecstatic was overjoyed to finally get some beautiful new rules for those wonderful art boys but looking at it to the future wise we're looking at the thoughts kane underworld's warband that is exceptionally exciting and the sculpts look really lovely for it i can't wait to include those in my daughter's kane army so what am i looking forward to when it comes to hopefully future plans for age sigma going forward so making everything a bit clearer and making it as clearly explained as possible obviously like what i don't do uh helping newer players and seasoned players and hopefully seeing more females in competitive warhammer i've never felt prouder of this hobby and it's been huge to be a part of it you know here's to five more years thank you very much hi uh my name's joe you can follow me on twitter at there is only joe i uh I've been playing AOS since release day, actually uh, queued outside GW Harrogate. On the morning AOS was released, I clearly remember my first game from the starter box, misplaying almost every rule. We rolled for priority between every interaction. <laughs> yeah, and it's been it's been absolutely wonderful since. Uh, played through the Wild West, which was brilliant, and probably my favourite memory from those times. I played at a Gathering of Might with Adam Turner, and uh, I also played through a... Um, 
uh, Clash of Swords with Mo, which was super, really great foundations in those two tournaments for what I've come to love about uh, Age of Sigmar. Um, I'm a competitive player. Um, I play to win. Um, I don't really like hobby or hobbying, and I've not got masses of time for it. And as I'm getting older, I've got less time for it. I do, however, love cool models, and um, I think the the coolest releases for me of Age of Sigmar have been the new Slanesh Demons. Uh, I think they're the Keeper of Secrets and Shalaxi, just outrageously amazing models. But the Fiends are superb. I'd love to I'd love to see a reduction in points for the Fiends because they're just too expensive at the minute. Uh, but they they've got quality rules. They're just they're just inefficient compared to. Uh, Lots of the other choices in the book right now. I've had some real highs in in Age of Sigma. I think my favourite high was favourite high. Hmm, I'm not sure I can say that. I think one of my best most best experiences was uh, I finished fourth at South Coast Grand Tournament, 200 player tournament, uh, only losing the final game. Uh, it's the first time I've won five in a row. Unfortunately, it was a six game tournament. I lost the six. Uh, most recently, um, I, uh, I came third at Sheffield Slaughter, which was great. The thing that that taught me actually was I took a list that I considered to be fun rather than that I considered to be razor's edge, meta breaking, um, kind of uh, unfeasibly strong. I mean, don't get me wrong, I still played a strong list. I couldn't not turn up to a, an event without a strong list. Uh, I never want to feel disadvantaged because of my list. That's something Jack Armstrong taught me. You know, I've made some uh, amazing friends through my time playing Age of Sigmar. Uh, you know, lots of the UK guys, uh, you know, I consider now uh, not just, you know, you've got real friends, you've got Warhammer friends, but actually I'm starting to have Warhammer friends that are real friends. And, uh, you know, that's probably the, the best bit of my experience going through uh, the lockdown period after COVID's really... Uh, really been tough um you know not seeing these guys and uh you know i'm really looking forward to getting back out and playing some games in terms of in terms of the future for me uh lockdowns let me uh find some love for sort of lower tier armies um i'm looking forward to playing more locally because i think i think it'll be a long time before i'm stood in a hall of 100 dudes uh and girls of course I think that I'll be playing a lot more locally, um, you know, smaller local tournaments, one days, uh, and of course at my local club. And, uh, you know, not everybody wants to play Supreme Cyberites and Seeker Cavalcade. So uh, I've been, um, I've invested uh, one. I've had a, a, an Eshin army painted by Alex Jones. You can find him on Twitter at Jin Jones. Uh, he's been, been superb and he's put me together a really beautifully converted and painted Eshin army. Uh, and the other one I'm currently working through myself is I'm working through a Nighthorn army. The, the paint scheme's inspired by a guy from Instagram called Dustwalker, but it's a, a cool and quite uh, repeatable Nighthorn scheme. I'm really looking forward to, uh, to getting the Nighthorn out. What's really nice is I'm actually uh, recording this this voice clip one week to the day when I have my first game of AOS organised uh, since Sheffield Slaughter at the end of February. So I don't know, Dan, maybe you'll let me back on uh, and uh, I'll tell you how it goes. I'll play with the night haunt. So it'll be fun anyway, won't it? And if it's not fun, I've really not got anything to lose. Hey, my name's Chris. I'm one half of the Mortally Wounded podcast out of Sydney, Australia. I've been playing Warhammer for 16 years and jumped straight into AOS at the very beginning and even played in the first event in the Sydney City Store, which was just with two other people playing 50 wound armies. My most memorable moment in Age of Sigmar has to be the first tournament I travelled interstate for with my co-host James. It was the first real interstate travel for AOS tournaments here in Australia and the first time meeting the now Australian Age of Sigmar royalty Clint Mallet, organiser of the world's largest AOS singles event at CanCon, and a bunch of the other legends from Queensland. I still remember the conversation at dinner times 
starting with Mark complaining about losing a game because his bloodletters had failed a three-inch charge rolling a double one. After saying earlier he'd whipped them, and I piped in, but didn't you whip them so you had plus three to charge? The room goes quiet for a second, and Mark just says, oh, beep. Clint told me later that the car ride home with him was hilarious, and from that moment on, I'd made a bunch of new friends. The fact I also won the event was a cherry on top. My favourite Age of Sigmar release to date has got to be the first Sylvaneth Battle Tome. It was the first book to have true allegiance abilities, spell lore, artefacts, the whole shebangabang, and it was just awesome to know that that's what the future had in store for all the other releases to come. The new range of models was also beautiful, and it's still the army I've painted the most of as I've kept adding to it over the next two iterations of the book, which have refreshed the release each time. What I'm most looking forward to for the future of Age of Sigmar is all the new things they've yet to have done. And by this, I mean the new creative spaces they're going to delve into with rules, interactions, unit types. I'd love to see them implement some kind of increased unit type restrictions, for example, to limit the number of times the same unit can be taken in an army, like the 0-2 rare choice slots back in the old fantasy days. It would certainly stop a lot of eel spam, that's for sure. The fact that a new GHB will be released each year, which not only refreshes the points, but also allows Games Workshop to make fairly drastic changes to the way the game plays on an annual basis is great. It means the game is always in a state of flux, and means that for someone with a model collection that's out of control as mine, it gives me faith that never selling stuff is the right choice, so I'll always have that unit when it's time and the sun comes. Hey Dan, it's Tom Wardsley. Um, I think this is a really good idea that you're doing this little uh, community get-together podcast. Um, so I thought I'd just chime in with my uh, my favourite moment and favourite release from AOS. So favourite moment, it's got to be winning the ETC as as captain. Obviously I didn't actually play any games, but um, winning winning the ETC with, with Team England, sort of going out there with, uh, with a great group of people and having a blast meeting players from all over the place, getting their takes on the game and, and just sort of celebrating AOS as a whole. Um, in Serbia was was an amazing weekend, uh, a long weekend, definitely, but one that I'd be looking to do multiple times in the future. And then my favourite release, um, this was a tricky one. I actually, I think it's probably Cities. So Cities of Sigmar book um, sort of brought back in a lot of the uh, the old Hammer models in inverted commas um, and gave people a use for some models that they've perhaps not had a chance to play with for a while since since the world that was went away um, and it's obviously given people a lot of conversion opportunities there's some really really great cities armies out there i've done a couple myself uh, and yeah just the, the the variation in play styles and the different lists in the book are amazing so yeah good luck with the podcast mate thank you very much Happy fifth birthday, Age of Sigmar, and howdy from San Antonio, Texas. My name is Dan Norris, and I'm the president of the Sons of Slambo Gaming Club. If you're not familiar with the location of Texas, just go to your local Baleful Realm Gate, travel through to Gur, and make a left-hand turn. You'll find us right there. There are so many different great memories to look back on over the last five years, but I think if I had to pick one, it would be our Port Maw Mega Battle. So for years, our club, the Sons of Slambo, Alamo Gamers, some partners like in Austin, the Austin Weird Knobs, and uh, even our partners over in the UK, WS10. Uh, shout out to you, Nigel, Nick, and Nathan. Uh, we've we've put together this apocalyptic battle that we play with with people from all over, and we were actually able to have fifty six thousand points of painted models rage for Age of Sigmar a couple of years ago. The battle was incredible. It 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 surged back and forth, and at the end, 
the winners only won by 10 victory points out of several hundred that were earned. So a very exciting battle and something that I love about Age of Sigmar, whether it's a small skirmish game, a tournament size 2000 point game, or something like I just described, it still comes out to be extraordinarily balanced and so much fun to play. My favorite release so far has definitely been the Ogre Maw Tribes. I've been an ogre fanatic since the Ogre Kingdom book was released back in 2005. And now being able to blend in my Beast Claw Raiders with the uh, Iron Guts and all of the nasty tribes that are out there. Uh, I am just beside myself with joy and that's what I've been bringing to a lot of local tournaments. The battle tome that I'm looking so forward to is the Sons of Behemoth. Ever since its debut in the Realmgate Wars book, God Beasts, I have been super excited about it. Just the fact that I can take five giants from my collection to play together in a battalion was, was incredibly fun on the tabletop. And so the idea that now I can have an entire army full of giants is just so exciting. You know, I'm a destruction player by heart, and so this just really you know, speaks to me in so many different ways. Well, gotta run. Happy fifth birthday, Age of Sigmar. Cheers to you, Priority Roll Podcast, and happy gaming, everyone. Slambo! Hello, my name's Amy. I'm a commission painter. I work for Siege Studios. I've been an Age of Sigmar fan since the release. Um, I was a casual gamer originally. I went to a few tournaments, although more recently I've been more of a painter and a collector. So my most memorable moment in Age of Sigmar, I don't think there's really one memorable moment as such. Um, more of I think Age of Sigmar means a lot to me for a, a very specific reason. Um, Age of Sigmar was the sole reason why I'm in the job that I'm in now. It made me fall in love with Warhammer and miniature painting. Um, I fell in love with the simple rules, the fun gameplay, the amazing new lore and the models. And I was just painting all of the time. Um, I'd found a new passion in life and it inspired me to turn that hobby into my job. I've been doing that for the past two years now and it's the best thing I've ever done. I, I'm so happy with where I am in my life now. And I do owe a lot of that to Age of Sigma for being that catalyst into uh, making me fall in love with the hobby. So my favourite release, um, again I can't really pick one specific release um, that was my favourite, but generally I've loved uh, the introductions of brand new armies like the Ideneth Deepkin and the Ossiat Burn Reapers or even um, the reimagined armies with new models like the Gloomspike Gits. Um, there's been so many amazing things so it's quite difficult to pick one. Um, but expanding the lore and creating those brand new exciting characters and armies and having that creative freedom now with Age of Sigma in, in that they can, they can essentially do whatever they want, that's really exciting and that's one of my favourite things about it. So what am I most looking forward to in the future? Well being a painter um, I, the, the most important thing is new models and um, I'm really excited to see things like the Shadow Elves um, I'm really excited for the model of Malarion hopefully when that eventually arrives um, but I think the most thing that I'm really excited for uh, myself, uh, Seraphon are the, my first love in Age of Sigma. they were the first fantasy army that I got uh, back when I, back when it started um, so I'd love them to get a range update I'd love them to get new models um, I know they've got a couple of plastic things at the moment which are amazing but I think it would be really awesome to see some plastic slands um, some plastic skink heroes and even a couple of new things new monsters would be really cool so yeah that's pretty much what I'd love to see and again any introduction of brand new armies anything uh, anything awesome <laughs> would be really good 
It's Richie here from Just Saying. I've been kindly asked by Dan to um, give some of my thoughts on the five years of Age of Sigma. So I've played it since about General's Handbook 1. Uh, so yeah, fair amount of time. I definitely was a hater at that four-page rulebook when it was first released and made lots of jokes about it, but I'm glad I was convinced to give it a go. And it's become uh, one of the games that I've loved the most um, in all the time I've played games. So my most memorable moment, I tell you what, I really found this tough. I am... Uh, um, as a as a real try hard you know wanna win guy, I always seem to remember all the beat stories, all the times I've made a mistake, which uh, don't uh, tend to be the most exciting stories. But I think of it was something really recently is one of the things I've enjoyed the most in Age of Sigma was the Brotherhood tournament that Chris uh, Tomlin put on. I think uh, just the build-up, you know, the team we put together, which was, you know, from nowhere really, but, you know, the, the fun we had with it all the way through, and then right up to the event, it was, it was so exciting, uh, every round was amazing, and, you know, at the end, both tied, waiting to see, you know, who would win, you know, because there's, there's nothing in place for it, so we didn't know, like, how our records were or anything, and that, that, was, that was just an amazing event, that was really fun. So my um, favourite Age of Sigma release is, is an easy one for answer, this Cauldron Overlords. Everything I love about Age of Sigmar is the new race, the way the game has moved away from being just a, a classic high fantasy Tolkien world. And um, yeah, I, I love dwarfs, I love the Cauldron, the airships are amazing. You know, just a really, really good model range, and it's been a lot of fun to play. And it's a hell of a lot of fun right now in its, in its uh, newest form. What um, would I like to see for the future of Age of Sigmar? So, um, They've, they've done a lot of development of the game, I think, as it's gone along in the General's Handbook. You know, it's about to come out. I'm really excited about that because it's always seemed to move the game along well. And uh, the new edition, the second edition, was good as well. I'm sure there'll be more editions. Age of Sigmar's the closest games workshop. I suppose, actually, this skirmish game should do this a lot more to be like a, a modern war game. And what I mean by that is you go, I go with mass battle games is a bit of a thing of the past in a lot of other systems. And a lot of them have done really intuitive ways to both of you be involved in the game at all times through both turns. And Age of Sigmar has elements of that. So I'd love to see them keep that in mind, hopefully, as they move forward. You know, I just think the signs of that they've got going, you know, with um, if you go second, you get different things going on, you know, the missions that they've done the endless spells all of that stuff for me i'm a big fan of because i do like the um the priority role um the podcast's okay too well thanks for thanks to dan and thanks for um asking me to share my thoughts age sigma's been a big part of my life the last few years and you know all the guys who stuck with it from the very start and made it what it is now and to get to this point and the guys who developed the game i really appreciate it uh, brings a little bit of joy into my life especially in these difficult times thanks Hi, it's Russ of the Facehammer podcast. I'd just like to say that my f- most memorable moment from Age of Sigmar has to be being invited um, as part of the commentary team at Warhammer World and being able to sit behind the camera in the microphone and talk to everyone out there watching on Twitch and through the Warhammer community and, and be a part of uh, the buzz around the event, uh, commentating on the games and... Uh, acting like a sports commentator and an expert for Warhammer Age of Sigma, which is something I never thought I would ever do. 
uh, or that that would ever happen in uh, Warhammer. So that was a fantastic experience, and I'll never forget that. In terms of release, my favourite release has got to be the General's Handbook. Um, the first handbook has a special place in my heart because not only was I privileged to work on that, and it was a validation of match play approach to the game, but also a celebration of narrative and open play, and just a fantastic product which really... Um, rounded off uh, Age of Sigmar as a game for me and um, validated uh, the effort and hard work, not just by myself, but all TOs and people have been involved in growing Age of Sigmar to where it was and um, a great tool for anyone who wanted to run events or, or move forward. Um, uh, just love the fact it's updated every year. It's, it's always a buzz around it. Um, people have got old armies they dust them off knowing that points have changed and new scenarios and the balance shifts and it's a great meta changer from from a competitive play point of view the general's handbook is always going to be the best product for me every year because it has such an impact on the game that I love Um, so fantastic for me Um, and in terms of the future I think Obviously, I'm looking forward to when events start up again and I can run the South Coast GT and Face Hammer and I can see everyone there, um, see all the beautiful armies everyone's no doubt been working on during the COVID situation. I just hope everyone's staying safe and um, I'm really looking forward to getting back to Warhammer World and, and other events and seeing everyone and, and pushing models around and just doing what the game's all about fundamentally and that's being face-to-face with fellow hobbyists and um, having a great time. So that's what I'm looking forward to in the future. So it's a bit generic, I know, but uh, I'm really missing it at the moment. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you all again soon and stay safe, guys. And, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on, Dan. It's been it's been great to record this. Cheers. Hi all, this is Matthew Lyons of the Pro Painted Podcast. Um, So as you know, I've been uh, involved with AOS um, from day one, uh, podcasting for the vast majority of that as well. Um, And for me, the most memorable moment um, in Age of Sigmar um, was actually putting on the first um, AOS Painting Masters event. Uh, It was hosted in Cardiff. Um, Now, for those who maybe don't know, um, I run the painting rankings, uh, which is just like the gaming rankings but it correlates all the results um, from people winning trophies at tournaments across the UK um, so it's all online on pro painted rankings uh, you can go, actually go and have a look right now if you want um, so last year I was lucky to uh, run the event in Cardiff at Firestorm Games and I've got to say you can you can plan these events and you can put all these all these um, all these things into place but being in the same room with some of the best painters in the UK um, playing games in the right spirit i mean there's no other kind of community element that is more memorable memorable to me than that um things like painters you know trying to break the game system uh, and then the rules that you put into place for events um you know and the interactions um on on the table and the stories that people people bring to the games and creating the games itself was just was phenomenal something that's going to stay with me uh, for a long time and uh, hopefully um i'll be having another one of those soon when things calm down a little bit and uh, for those of you who know me, um, you know, talking about one of my favourite Age of Sigmar releases, 
not really a difficult one for me because it's all about the Bone Reapers. Um, those guys grabbed me from day one. The teasers GW did were absolutely fantastic and nailed it on the head for me. Uh, grabbed my attention right from the get-go. Um, and then to see the models released, I mean, just look at Catacross. He's, he's just phenomenal. And the overall aesthetic of the army is, is something I really got behind. And um, I love the fact that the army isn't something um, just generic. You know, it's not just um, samurai undead. Uh, there has so many influences like Mongolian, etc. Um, so um, it was great to get the army and also add my own kind of Japanese twist to it as well. So yeah, absolutely Bone Reapers for me um, has been the highlight of the release schedule for the entirety of AOS. I'm still super hyped for that army. Um, and for me, uh, the thing I'm looking forward to most in the future is um, if you've been following along with the uh, updates for 9th Ed 40k, the Crusade system seems like something that will be absolutely fantastic in Age of Sigma. So it's like, basically it's a it's a campaign narrative system, uh, but it's also internally balanced so you can actually play match play games with it as well. So I think I think there's an awful lot there that we could be playing with in Age of Sigma uh, and something I'm very excited for and following along. So hoping the whole path to glory in the rule books, which I'm not such a fan of because um, they're a bit random, uh, maybe go, uh, may- maybe kind of go away and hopefully we'll see this crusade system come over to AOS. I mean, that's my hopes. If not, I think I'm going to rewrite it all for AOS anyway. Well, uh, that's my thoughts. Uh, it's Matt from ProPainted. Goodbye. Hey there, my name is JP. Um, I've been playing Warhammer since the end of 8th edition fantasy and uh, have loved AOS since I first heard about it getting announced. Um, I also post statistical analysis. I'm the founder of Lispot on Twitter. And so between that and gaming, that's most of my hobby time. My most memorable time in AOS is definitely getting the bus down from Scotland down to England for the Six Nations in 2017. Just the level of hype and camaraderie. just intense hobby, uh, you know, and competitive chat, which is really great. I encourage anyone who hasn't done so to go to a team event because it's just that much more fun to do with your uh, with your Warhammer friends. My favorite release in uh, Age of Sigmar, maybe somewhat controversially, is actually the first Zinch book. Um, it was definitely too strong in terms of competitive power level, but just the way they captured, like, how the little horrors would split and, like, keep people stuck in combat and be such a weak unit but that could be so powerful on the table, I just thought it was super thematic and fun. And in terms of what I'm looking forward to most in Age of Sigmar, I think the game's in a great place and I've, you know, I've been, been enjoying it as a competitive player for a long time. And, uh, but personally, I'm just looking forward to the next new IP from GW that's for non-humanoid models. That's really what I, what I like. Um, you know, demons, ghosts, dinosaurs from Seraphon, that sort of thing. So. That's probably going to be the next thing that just sort of requires me to put my wallet behind the bar for GW, and I'm really stoked about it. Otherwise, just to keep playing. Much love, JP. Hi, I'm Clint, uh, host of the Heralds of War podcast and TO of the Age of Sigma event at CanCon down here in Australia. I've been playing Age of Sigma since, almost since release. Um, my most memorable Age of Sigma moment uh, was during ticket sales for uh, the second year of CanCon when we we hit 100 players and basically we had doubled in size. We'd taken it from 40-odd players to 100 uh, and then passed that number and it kind of was a really good 
really good feeling to see that we had built this community up over the 12 months from practically nothing to, you know, there being these communities all over Australia and then them coming together for this event. Like that feeling when I watched the ticket sales, you know, hit 100 was just an amazing feeling. And then that's been, you know, every year since then we've just gotten bigger and better. But it was that initial... It was that initial doubling from the from the forty-ish to the well to the hundred uh, that was really was just a really good really good feeling and a great memory. Um, and then, yeah, that was was fantastic. My favorite Age of Sigma release. Uh, it has to be Gloomspite Gits. Like I'm a Death player at heart, and I love Manfred. Um, but I'm going to go with Gloomspite Gits as my favorite uh, favorite release because it just it took the old school Night Goblins and just gave them so much character and made them. We got some great models out of it. You know the Boingrot Bounders and the Matnew Mangler Squigs. They're just and the Snufflers and. Everything, everything about that release was just amazing, and uh, it's it's a really great army, and it just yeah, it's my favorite favorite release so far. What am I looking forward to most in the uh, future of Age of Sigma? Look, I'm looking forward to uh, more advancement in the in the story in the narrative um, because we started off we had the the realm gate wars and then we had a little bit of a jump with the first disciple of zinch book and then we had the jump to soul war or, or malign portents and then soul wars you know we've got this great evolving story and the, the realms are being fleshed out and, uh, and we're getting great models and stuff alongside that but the yeah, I'm just really looking forward to sort of the next chapter in the Age of Sigma lore and seeing what that involves and um, really fleshing out this world that we all enjoy playing in. And then, you know, in 10 years' time, we're going to look back and go, oh, look at this, all this great lore, and we'll have, you know, these things that people look back fondly on Warhammer Fantasy about, you know, the depth of lore. You know, in five to ten years, we're going to have that for Age of Sigma, and I can't wait to play through that, that evolution. Uh, I think that'll be awesome. Hi, I'm Natalie, and I'm a hobbyist from Manchester that loves Age of Sigma. Um, my most memorable moment in Age of Sigma would have to be having my first Sylvanath game in a 2v2 scenario, and me and my teammate destroyed our opponents. I made one of my friends who played Khan at the time quit the game for a while, but as bad as it sounds, it was it was funny because Sylvaneth just um, had their new battle tone release with the new models as well, and it was it was really fun playing with the different glades. Um, I chose Nalru in this in this scenario, but yeah, my Elarial sniped two of his blood creators because um, I rolled the perfect dice, and then my tree reverence teleported in, and then eventually snuck up on Archeon and finished him off. It was great fun, you know, we had a laugh even though they got destroyed, but sorry, not sorry. <laughs> my favourite Age of Sigmar release and why? My favourite Sigmar release would definitely be the Sylvan F, the new Gloom Spike Gates models. Um, my first fantasy army was actually High Elves, but at the time I really wanted to play Sylvan F, um, but just the lack of models put me off. Um, but luckily, a few weeks later, the new models were announced, like um, the Kernoff Hunters and Alariel, and I was just really excited to to sort of start with them. Um, I also collected some Night Goblins and Trogs at the time, but I, I really didn't like some of their models. That you know, they're quite old. And, but then this year, I finally decided to have a proper Gloomspite Gits army because 
I really like the new squig models and the new uh, dank hull trogoffs and things. Um, and they're just so full of character and I feel like my paint style suits them quite well due to them you know being quite vibrant and wacky and I just love bright colours so everything I paint's bright. <laughs> what are you looking forward to the most in the future for Age of Sigma? Um, I'm looking forward to learning how to effectively play my Gloom Spike Gates army and finish painting them and my Sylvaneth as well. Seeing a full army on the tabletop just is so rewarding and it looks really cool and I plan to have I'm currently painting a thousand points uh, worth of gloom spites and once they're finished I might consider attending a doubles tournament with them I'm also looking forward to the new armies and model releases because each that yeah they're just getting better and better and I love seeing how people paint and convert them in their own unique style and I'm also excited to see how the game's going to evolve um i really liked how they implemented endless spells i thought that was a really cool and un unique mechanic so i'm just uh looking forward to seeing if they do anything else like that and things like that so yeah hey all it's dan the lonely havoc your favorite warhammer hero and host of the havoc cast podcast the best podcast that you're probably not listening to but go listen to it anyway it's the fifth anniversary of age of sigmar coming out so let's talk about that a little bit what's my most memorable moment in age of sigmar and why it's probably how i got into age of sigmar because i had vowed not to get into age of sigmar because i am not a fan of fantasy settings i know hard to believe but the weekend for Warhammer at uh, Grapevine, Texas, when the Warhammer world was supposed to open, but it didn't, so they just had a nice Warhammer weekend. And of course, they had all the merchandise set up, and I was in the long line, decided I just needed to buy something. I didn't know what I wanted to get, but I saw the Slaves to Darkness start collecting box, and I remembered how much I enjoyed the Slaves to Darkness look and the awesome black-clad knights and uh, soldiers on foot. And so I said, what the hell, let's just buy this box. My two buddies that were with me at the time were no help in talking me out of it, of course. So I waited in line for about 40 minutes to get the start collecting box and an awesome mug. My favorite Age of Sigmar release. Obviously, it's the new Slaves to Darkness book that just came out a couple of months ago because prior to that, Slaves to Darkness only had entries in the General's Handbook. And they were not good. They were terribly bad and awesomely not great at all. I was sticking with it and using them anyway, but now I've actually won a game and I can run a list the way I want uh, with multiple knights on the table, a uh, completely mounted list, which is, you know, that's my thing. I like them guys on horseback. And what am I looking forward to most in the future for Age of Sigmar? Um, you know, release-wise, nothing in particular. I'm just looking forward to playing more whenever our stores open back up. That'll be really nice to get back in there and play with my friends. And uh, hopefully they've done some painting and whatnot during the quarantine so that they've got fully painted armies. So Age of Sigmar, awesome game. Even though I tried my best not to play it, it's really fantastic. It plays so smoothly. And it's just a lot of fun. And my Slaves to Darkness, um, they just look awesome. And all the new stuff is amazing. Hi, my name is Rhiannon. And um, I'm going to be talking about Age of Sigmar. So my most memorable moment in Age of Sigmar is when I first started in the hobby. I went to my local games workshop to pick out some paints. And the store manager gave me a Stormcast Eternal 
like minutes to paint up and I have fond memories of painting up that stone cast and I have kept it to that day. Um, I even played it in a little game at Christmas, the store ran, which was really fun. My favourite Age of Sigmar release is split between the Maggot King of Nurgle and the Blooms that Gits. I love all the gross detail on the Nurgle models and how even the most simple of paint jobs can look effective. However, I just love the cartoony cheeky style of the Gits. In the future, I'm looking forward to the most the new model releases. Hopefully we also get updates on all the sculpts that we did for Slaves to Darkness because they were beautiful. Thanks. Hi, uh, my name's Les Martin and I am part of the Face Hammer podcast and also part of the Fateful Playtest team for GW. I guess my most memorable moment, um, aside from winning the ETC with England this year and being asked to be part of the um, the playtest team, would be... I guess winning best general at um, Sheffield Slaughter with the Stormcast Eternals back in the day, um, taking Skyborn Slayers and like you know playing Ben Johnson on the way and like Tom Maudsley and stuff. Uh, whilst I didn't finish, I think I finished in the top five or something. Like you know, getting best general was really really good for me. Best release for Age of Sigmar in the last five years is a really really difficult one. Um, I think. It would have to be the, uh, if you discount the Luminefer Armors, which are the, the new ones now, which I think is like an easy go-to. Um, I think my favourite release would be the Idenef Deepkin. Um, I can remember sort of like first seeing the aspect of the storm with the, you know, the, the wave cloak and you know, how aggressive he looked. Um, you know, that really, really, really got me excited for what elves could look like in, in Sigmar. And I guess looking forward, uh, for me, it's, you know, quite a relevant one with the, the handbook coming out quite soon is seeing how the, the meta shifts with the new general handbook um, you know, and, and seeing what happens with like lists and, and how, you know, the tournament scene as a whole moves going forward. Um, you know, it'd be really good to actually, you know, play some games under the, the 2020 handbook because it, it feels like I didn't really play many under 2019. So, so yeah, that's what I guess I am looking forward. Cheers. Hello, I'm Jimbo from the Mitzi and Jimbo Show, and I'm here to talk about my favourite tabletop wargame, Warhammer Age of Sigma. As soon as the game was released, I started playing the four pages of rules, but to be honest, there was only a small group of local players around where I live, and as we all know, not all the Warhammer Fantasy Battle players were happy with the transition to AOS. However, adult group got playing, and as the game has developed, it's got bigger and bigger, and become the awesome system that it is today. So one thing that we do in my gaming group, which is called Eat Bats, is we have big games where we have multiplayer battles going on. And they're usually custom-made scenarios, and they're all incredibly good fun. We usually have a few drinks. It starts off in the evening, goes very late on into the evening. Uh, to be honest, no one really cares about actually what uh, the result of each battle, but we just have a bit of a bit of fun, roll some dice and a couple of drinks together. It's, it's just great fun. There's one particular game that stands out in my memory. And there were six of us playing. There was myself, there was Mitzi, and our friends Ben Mardle, Bedge, Nick Shepard, and Ollie Fox. And we were all wearing silly hats, just for no apparent reason. Uh, and to be honest, this story is really actually about Mitzi. So Iron Jaws had just been released, the battle tone, the first battle tone for Iron Jaws. And Mitzi had dived straight on in. He was, he was loving the new Oryx. And he'd just finished painting his brand new Moor Crusher. So we all know the fate that befalls any newly painted miniature as soon as it goes on a table. And so yes, he placed his, uh, his Moor Crusher right in the middle of the battlefield, ready to charge forward, telling us all how much damage it would do. And before it even moved, it was dead. Uh, we, all, we all laughed a lot and Mitzi looked very sad. So the next turn, we actually let him put it back on again as a Moor Crusher Mark II. And so we could actually play with it a little bit. He charged it forward and I seem to recall it went into, went into 20 Dark Shards. It was some, some small unit. 
uh, absolutely mullered them completely. And the next turn, it was lining up to actually get right into the back lines of, of uh, the army that I was running along with Bedge and Ollie Fox. But it was a priority role. So being this a crucial moment that Mitzi needed to win his priority role for his team, he took off his, his antique polished metal helmet. He placed his dice within the helmet, needing to be our priority roll, which we roll first, which was a two. You can all see this coming, can't you? We even have this on video. He rolled his hat helmet around, the dice was rattling inside. He threw it forward and screamed the words, priority roll. Looked down on the table, looked up, it's a one. Cue a lot of laughs all round. And that's the kind of thing that really stands out. It was one moment, it was just a, a silly single dice roll, but it was so, so much fun. And even though we'd, we tend to pick on each other, like in that one, we, we picked on Mitzi a little bit because he had his new army, it was newly painted, but it was just a bit of fun, a bit of laugh, and, 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 and he even joined in the laughs. It was, it was all good banter, so uh, that, was, that was pretty incredible. I think the other thing that really stands out for me is a, a memorable um, moments, I would say, in Age of Sigma, is the Realms at War event that I run uh, with Mitzi and our very good friends uh, Ming Lee and Steve Foote which it's, uh, well, it's the biggest annual narrative event in the world now, uh, which we're really proud of that. And uh, we've, we've tried to drive on narrative gaming, which obviously takes quite a backseat to uh, match play, which is a lot more popular. It's a lot more easy to set up and people enjoy the competitive element, which is great. I do too. Uh, but we've, we've tried to push narrative gaming in it and uh, taken over the last five years, we've had four, four events and they've changed a lot, but we're really, really proud of, of how they've come on and how we've actually managed to help uh, narrative gaming become what it is. So yeah, I'd say they're, they're my memorable moments in the Age of Sigma. Okay, question number two, my favorite Age of Sigma release and why? Mm. Daughters of Cain. Dark Elves were my Warhammer Fantasy Battle Army. And I loved the Witch Elves. I had a big block of them in Warhammer Fantasy Battle. Uh, and they were regularly frenzied off in the directions I didn't want. But I still continued playing them. So when the Daughters of Cain release came out, seeing, well, Marathi and the Malusai, they're absolutely amazing, incredible miniatures. But the ones that actually really, really do it for me are the Kinnerai. They are just mind-blowingly amazeball sculpts. They are so dynamic and they look so dangerous. I absolutely love them. So yeah, uh, it's the Daughters of Cain are my favourite Age of Sigma release and specifically the Kinnerai. Question number three. What are you looking forward to most in the future for Age of Sigma and why? Hmm. Okay, I'm going to caveat this by saying I have absolutely no idea what is coming up in the future for Age of Sigmar, so these are all complete guesses. Right, as a recording of this, we are currently in the midst of the Lumineth Realm Lords release and Techless. So we're seeing some more elves turning up. But what I really want to see is the most important elven god of this new pantheon, and that is Malarian, the true Phoenix King. I want to know where has he been? What has he been up to? And most importantly, what cool miniatures will march out of the myths of Algu? Talking of realms, I actually also want to see more Age of Sigma terrain by the godlike genius that is Ray Dranfield. The recent kits that he has been producing are so incredibly well designed. They're, they're, they're fantastic. I can't speak highly enough of them. So hopefully we'll see loads and loads uh, of more, more Ray's terrain being released. And I can't wait to see what he can actually come up with. And to finish off, I think... Probably the thing I'd look most to in the future of Age of Sigma is Archeon getting the war scroll that he deserves and getting that Ren 2 of that Darth Slayer of Kingsword down to Ren Dash. Now really, who wouldn't want to see that? G'day, it's Anthony, aka AOS Coach. I've been playing Warhammer Age of Sigma since its release after moving over from Warhammer Fantasy Battles. 
One of my most memorable moments in Age of Sigma actually came against you, Dan. It was 2018 and I was at Blood and Glory. It was my first international tournament and I was playing live on Warhammer TV, something that Australians haven't really done in the past. I think we had one at the time. I was playing with a mixed order force and you were playing with Clan Pestilence before Plague Month War Scroll got rewritten. After surviving a barrage of your catapults, I went on and supercharged my Carmine Dragon. I had reroll hits, reroll wounds from the Lawmaster, and additional six up after save to go hunting plague monks. I'd set it up perfectly. I had a three inch charge. I rolled the dice. I'd roll the three. I got excited. I went, phew. I at least have got the charge. But then you reminded me that their gongs on the plague monks caused minus one to charge, so it meant they failed the charge. Now, there's a lot of combat that happened in the middle of that table. We went back and forth and we were playing Scorched Earth, I believe, at the time, which meant that we were burning objectives and we we're going back and forth, back and forth, burning objectives, killing each other. And the game went to turn five. Basically, I think you were up by two points at the stage. But all I remember was that uh, when I got your last objective, I, I got to burn it. And if I rolled a one or a two, I was going to lose because I didn't have enough victory points. If I rolled a three or a four, it would have been a draw and you would have beaten me with a minor victory based on kill points. Five to a six, I would have won. And I rolled that dice. I hit a five. And I all I knew before I rolled that dice was win, lose or draw. This was an amazing game. I was super excited to have played that game with you. We shook hands because I did roll the five, so I did win. And I'd scored a victory, not just for myself, but for Australia, because I had a whole bunch of people who had stayed up past midnight to watch my game on Twitch. And um, that was really cool for me. The Cities of Sigma Battle Tome was my favorite, perhaps one of the most impactful releases of Age of Sigma, if for me, if not for the community. And the reason I say that is while that we didn't get any terrain pieces, we didn't get any endless spells, we didn't even get any new models. What we got was maps and stories. And then those maps and those stories for Akshi and Gairan really fleshed out the mortal realms and really deep dive and got us a better understanding of what we were fighting for. And it was really important for me to know no, not only where Tempest Eye, Anvil Guard, Hallow Heart, and Hammer Hall were in Akshi, but I got to combine that in such a way with the Flamescar Peninsula, the Opal Isles, the Charwin Coast, and think about my city and think about those 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 milestones or those key areas and think about how do I really find my place in the mortal realms. And through those maps, through those stories, I think you've seen Cities of Sigma players really kind of grab it by the collar and have taken their army like no other person has or no other player has because they're converting, they're kit bashing, they're bringing their flavor and their stories to life. And for me to see the level of kit bashing and hobby that's happening in cities is exciting. And I can't wait to see that infection go into the other forces and seeing truly when you start bringing the realms to an army, what does that mean? The thing that I'm most excited for in the future is going to be the new miniatures because we've, we know there's going to be new miniatures developed and released, but it's also the stories that they bring to the mortal realms. If you follow me on Twitter, you probably know how excited I am to be stomping around the mortal realms with the Sons of Behemoth. But when I think about the other ranges that we could tap into, you know, there's so much opportunity out there, whether it's going to be expanding upon the Kurnothi and whether it's standalone or brought into Sylvaneth. Um, I know, at least for myself, you know, who wouldn't want a, a full release of vampires with Soul Blight? Like, what does is, what is a full vampire army look like in the Age of Sigma? I think that's really exciting. 
you know, what do the cities of Sigma look like in the other realms? You know, imagine what the humans look like in Shimon, in Shaiish, in any of the realms. You know, even Gur, like what does a bestial human army look like in Gur? I think that's really exciting. But also there are concepts that we don't even know about. So uh, what does that mean for the mortal realms? Um, I don't know, but all I do know is that the future is looking bright. Uh, it is a great time to be in Age of Sigma, whether you're a gamer, whether you're a hobbyist, it is a good time to be part of the game. Happy five-year birthday. I can't wait to see what it looks like in the next five years. Hi, my name is Tyler. I run Mangle Miniatures, and I've been playing Age of Sigmar since it came out. I would have to say I have a few most memorable moments. I've had to go with personal ones. Um... Winning Best Painted Army at Adepticon uh, in 2017 with my Tomb Kings uh, was pretty nice. It was pretty memorable. I took out a local uh, Michigan uh, tournament in 2016 with my Tomb Kings as well. It's the only time I've won an entire tournament. So both of those are pretty nice. Um, you know, I also liked, I think I'd have to say I really liked the first year or two of AOS of course I still really love AOS but those first two years when it was kind of as people say the wild west and you didn't know it was coming and you're able to kind of mix and match armies and just get really creative because there was there was a lot less guidelines of what Age of Sigmar was um those those were some really fun years uh, both creatively and uh with playing the game uh my favorite release um Probably Night Hunt. I was super excited for Night Hunt. I, I didn't think it was going to be something that I would really love. I always liked the Spirit Host models, but, you know, I was Tomb King through and through. Um, and then once I started Night Hunt, which I'd started as just kind of, I was looking for a, an army to do a thousand points for a Vanguard tournament that could be done really fast. And I settled on that and I just fell in love with the models. And then shortly after that, they announced that they were getting rules in the general's handbook which was really cool and i was really excited about and then shortly you know a year after that came uh aos 2 with the night hunt battle tome and release and the whole whole range uh, i love that whole model range i've got one of everything not all of it's painted yet but almost one of everything is painted um i've probably got like 3000 to 3500 points of painted night hunt plus another thousand to build and paint at some point so big fan of night hunt release Looking forward, what I'm most excited about going to Night Hunt is a uh, second wave Night Hunt. I'd love to see what they can do uh, with that new lore, new book, new art, new models. Um, anything for them would be awesome. More death armies in general. Um, I like Bone Reapers. I, I think I ended up liking Night Hunt more, but just seeing what other future death releases could come out uh, around the other factions, you know, zombies and necromancers and vampires and just where they can go with that. There's so much range within that one range of what they can do. Um, and just seeing what other new crazy races they come out with. You know, I remember when Caradron Overlords were first teased, thinking that, you know, this just, it's a whole new ball game with Age of Sigmar now. That was the first real, like, off-the-walls release, and this being like, there's nowhere to go but up in any other direction we want, because we can really do anything we want in the mortal realms. And, you know, then Deepkin, and uh, looking at Sons of Bayamut coming out here soon, and Lumineth being a really cool reimagining of basically High Elves. It's High Elves, but with the Age of Sigmar twist. Um, I love seeing that, too, like reimagined armies. Maybe we'll get a reimagined Bretonian at some point. 
Bone Reapers are pretty much a reimagined Tomb Kings. So just seeing what these these twists they can do on these old armies and what crazy new stuff they can come out with. I love the background. I love the lore. I love seeing where uh, seeing where Soul the Soul Wars is going to end up going and what's going to come after that. You know, looking through what lore is out there right now, I feel like they're kind of hinting at something with um, the Oryx and the Iron Jaws attacking Excelsis. Maybe that will be the big point in the future. But uh, there's just so many things I'm just really interested to see and really excited for what has to come in, uh, in the coming years for Age of Sigmar. Hi, my name is Phil from Wargamer Online. I've been playing Age of Sigmar since release, having returned to it from 3rd edition fantasy. There was a bit of a gap there, folks. My most memorable moment dates back to October 2018 at Warhammer World Doubles event, where although we didn't make to the podium, we received the most sporting team and uh, more importantly, having received five votes for favourite game, we also received five votes for favourite army, which granted us the Knight of the Inner Circle Award. Uh, to me, that award sums everything up about Age of Sigmar. It's as much about sportsmanship and having fun as it is about winning. My favourite release, looking back, it has to be Iden of Deepkin. For me, it represented in stylistically and in terms of the models uh, a new era for Warhammer Fantasy. And it was a real eye-opener to see the potential of armies coming from uh, the mortal realms. With the recent release of the Luminaf Realm Lords, I have to say I'm really looking forward to the next chapter. Uh, what's around the corner? We know behemoths are there, but... What's Malarian up to? What's taking place in that realm? What is that army going to look like? What is the aesthetic of new factions taking? I think I'd also like to see the Cities of Sigmar aesthetics expanded so we see unique armies from each realm. I know that's asking a lot, but it'd be great to see something like a Cities of Sigmar uh, army dedicated to Akshi. My name is Jen, and I've been painting Warhammer since October. My most memorable moment in the Age of Sigma has to be when I finally had the guts to buy a Tree Lord. From the very beginning, I've loved the Sylvaneth models, and I've picked up and put down the Tree Lord about a hundred times. Uh, only now do I feel confident enough to take on such a big project, and I've never been more excited than when I finally cracked open that box. It's such a fantastic model. My favourite Age of Sigma release, unsurprisingly, is Alariel. I think she's possibly the most stunning model I've ever seen. Though I am a huge fan of the Lord of Change models and Rotagus will always have a special place in my heart. I can't resist a bit of Nurgle. What I'm most looking forward to in the future of AOS is the uh, new models, of course. I'm unbelievably hungry for new models. I've seen the models that they've shown off for 40k and they've been fantastic. But purely from a selfish point of view, I definitely enjoy painting Age of Sigmar models than 40k models. So I'm hoping they'll reveal a whole wave of new heroes and unique single models for me to really get my teeth into. Hello, lovelies. Uh, Darren Watson here. I am a competitive Age of Sigmar player. I've been playing since about six or seven months after the release of the wonderful game because I rage quit when they destroyed uh, Warhammer. So I'm one of those idiots. Uh, I'm a founding member of the Bruces, a little club from the south coast of England, UK, Pompey. My favourite moments in Age of Sigmar. I'm greedy, so I'm going to give you two. Winning the ETC in Serbia in 2019 with the rest of Team England and also 
being acknowledged as the uh, the most sporting team there was pure joy, pure magic. The whole process, being wel- welcomed into the team, um, accepted as an equal, felt like a brother leading up to the event and then going to and experiencing, you know, Age of Sigma on the international stage. The whole thing was pure wonder, pure wonder. A more personal favourite uh, experience is um, I, Rob from the Honest Wargamer, invited me to do a little show called uh, Darren's List Diaries. I'm always writing lists, you see, and uh, he wanted to pick my brains and sort of put it into a show. Um, and I'm not a particularly confident man, um, so I'll be forever grateful that Rob um, gave me the confidence to do this show. Um, it, we do it once a month normally. Um, I waffle on like I am now about a load of lists. Um, and uh, one of the most wonderful moments I've, I've had in Age of Sigmar, um, the, second, the second episode came out and I woke up to a message from uh, Joel McGrath from Australia to say that he'd listened to the show and that it inspired him to to take um, uh, a similar list to the one that I'd used. And he had loads of fun. And the fact that someone could listen to your ideas on the other side of the world, you know, and vibe with them was um, was remarkable. Um, very, uh, a couple of months later, I got another message from a chap, also in Australia, when the Australian fires were going on, thanking me that he'd had a terrible day on the front lines fighting the bushfires and that listening to me waffle on for an hour um, had basically allowed him to sort of chill out. And the fact that I'm really proud that I can even help in a moment like that for even a second because I felt very powerless being over here in the UK. Um, I hadn't realised that my waffle could have that sort of effect on someone. And I just felt a deep sense of pride so those are my favourite um, Age of Sigmar moments. My favourite lit release will come as no surprise to anyone um, if they <laughs> if they know me at all or follow me on Twitter. Um, Gotrek, when he was released, he Gotrek is um, when I first found out he was going to be um, revived in Age of Sigmar, I was overjoyed. And when he when he first came out, glorious time. So I really looked forward to to getting him on the table. And when he came out, they did a sterling job. It was it was beautiful. So he is by far my my favourite release. What am I looking forward to in the future? Uh, of Age of Sigma. Well, I'm working on creating my own event for the first time. Um, I'm working on it at the moment. I'm, you know, I'm writing up my own dream pack for, <laughs> for what I would like to see um, in a tournament, and it's going to be from a purely competitive perspective. I'd like to be involved in trying to give the competitive scene uh, a better reputation. I can feel myself slowing down in my old age. I'm not quite as, I'm not as good as a game as I used to be, you know, two or three or even four years ago. Like uh, my brain's slowing down, I'm getting older and my drive's going as well. So I'd like, I'm starting to take a step back and I'd like to be a bit more involved in the community. And the start of that would be to sort of run my own event. I'd like to help develop and move, push the scene forward let's say um but nothing happens if you don't try right you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take so um yeah i'm looking forward to giving that a whirl thank you hey everybody it is chuck from the strength hammer podcast just here to answer a, a few questions in celebration of the age of sigmar fifth year anniversary that's happening right now 
Uh, the first question that I've been asked is my most memorable moment in Age of Sigmar and why? And this is a tough question because there is so many moments. Um, I mean, my favorite thing is definitely the community at large and, and everything that we all do to help and support one another. But as far as moments, um, I have to think it was probably when I was at Realms at War um, a couple years back. Just the atmosphere. It, it was just so welcoming and fun and everyone was so nice, uh, not only to myself, but also to my wife who was there just to hang around. Um, it just, it, it really showed me what the community is and in, in supporting and just loving one another. Uh, the next one question I have is the favorite Age of Sigma release and why? And this should be an easy one, no brainer if you know me at all. And it's definitely the Daughters of Cain. Uh, I kind of almost sort of stumbled into deciding to do this army right before the book released. And when the book released, it was kind of like just perfect timing and it grabbed me and it just has not let go. I I love Kane. I love Marathi. I love everything about that army. And I'm just going to keep growing it and growing it and growing it as, uh, as we continue forward here. So yeah, that's not stopping even whenever I'm, you know, got Lumineth on my desk right now. Uh, the third and final question was, what am I looking forward to most in the future of Age of Sigmar and why? Uh, kind of twofold. One, the the typical, like, I'm excited to see where this community goes. We're always growing. We're always evolving. Things are always uh, happening. Uh, and so many people are putting out content or just being more uh, active within the community. So I can't wait to see where that goes and how we continue to gel and hopefully, you know, don't separate in any way, shape or form as we get more and more people coming into this hobby. And then we give them that space that we all had of just showing that this is a great game is great community and everybody's welcome. And, uh, yeah, yeah, there's obviously the lore. I can't wait to see where the lore is headed. I want to know what's going to happen next in mortal realms. I mean, we're deep into soul wars, but, but what's next? I, I just can't wait for it. But yeah, uh, I hope everyone's enjoying their fifth year celebration, whether you just started yesterday or whether you've been playing like me from the very beginning. But uh, yeah, take care and stay Stormcast strong, everybody. Hello, my name is Jack from uh, Wargamer Online, and I have to say my most memorable moment in Age of Sigmar would be the first doubles tournament I attended. Back in October 2018 now, I went with my uh, mate Liam, and we had no idea what we were doing itself. You know, it was the first tournament, we had no idea what each other's armies were, and somehow through sheer luck of dice rolling, we managed to take third place. It was quite a shock, uh, but we met some amazing people along the way, and it really kind of opened my eyes up to what this hobby means as a community and making new friends. My favourite release for Age of Sigmar would have to be a very recent one, it's uh, Lumineth Realm Lords. I've always been a massive fan of Tolkien High Elves and Galadriel and kind of the lore behind them and the aesthetic behind them. And to see how Sigmar's taken that idea and that aesthetic and just made it into something their own, you know, big mountain cow elves, which I, I absolutely love. Um, I love Teclas and his new models and yeah, I'm just really excited to see um, a new future for elf players. With the new General's Handbook 2020 just round the corner, I have to say one of the most 
exciting futures for Age of Sigmar for me would be the new Anvil of Apotheosis. The idea of being able to take just a baseline character, you know, just choosing a race and being able to build it up from um, ground zero. The, the role play aspect, you know, you could be super in line with the fluff. So, you know, you have an elf priest um, who does this and this, or you can go something completely crazy like a Dwarden mage and it's just something completely out there. But the amount of freedom and I think some of the ideas and the campaigns you can create behind that, you know, this new character, which really feels like yours because you've been able to choose every aspect about it and it's building its warband up until a final battle with all your mates. I think it will just be amazing. Hey, this is Andrea, aka Lucky Sixes. I've been playing AOS since its release, and prior to that, I played Warhammer Fantasy Battles for 8th edition. One of my most memorable moments in AOS was playing a doubles event with my husband Brad at Adepticon last year, 2019. We went 3 0 in the one day event and just missed the podium by a secondary objective. My favorite individual moment was at a Wapaka tournament several years ago. I was playing with Sylvaneth, and Alariel charged through deadly territory, and of course I rolled a one. That event had a one-off reroll, and I rolled another one. Couldn't do anything except laugh, even though everyone else around me was horrified. My favorite release has probably been the Gloomspite Gits books. I've played an all squig list, and how can you not love bouncing fun balls of death that are random and chaotic? One of the things I'm most looking forward to in AOS going forward is just seeing how they continue to build this world. With every book that comes out, there's new spell lores, there's new background, and it's just awesome to see it being built from the ground up. Thanks for doing the show, and everybody keep rolling dice. Hi, my name is Paul Buckler. I've been playing Age of Sigmar since release. My most memorable moment in Age of Sigmar so far has been winning the Spirit of Raw Award at Realms at War, the second uh, event they held. To be picked by the guys for that is just one of the best awards I've had so far. My favourite Age of Sigmar release would be the Caradron Overlords. I think they the first army that really struck me as a, a, a new kind of Age of Sigmar army with all new models and, and just the way that they looked different to anything else that we'd had before. So they were my most favourite release so far. And then what am I looking forward to in the future? Just playing more games, having more fun, having more laughs, making more memories of my friends in the hobby. Hi, my name's Adam, um, former host of the Hard Six podcast and host of AngelCast. I've been playing Age of Sigmar since uh, its release, and um, probably the fir- the most memorable moment in um, Age of Sigmar for me was not just a moment, but a whole tournament, which was Bobo in 2000, and, oh, I want to say, 18, uh, where me and Pirate Pete both took Order Draconis, and we were told at the start of the weekend by uh, Rob Symes, uh, and the Honest Wargamer crew that we were not going to win any games uh, and then we won 9 out of 10 games and both finished in the top 10 with Pete coming second so it's quite nice to buck the meta trend um, my favourite Age of Sigmar release um, would probably be um, the Sylvaneth um, they were super early on and they just stylistically made such an impact in terms of what the look of the game could be versus an older, more traditional Tolkien-esque fantasy setting. Um, the kind of tree um, 
spirits and things like that. I actually think that they could have done more with that going forwards. Um, so kind of into larger stuff like the Kernoth Hunters and um, the Dryads, I think, need a rework. So that's a bit disappointing we haven't seen further models on that front. Although the um, the Shadespire Warband um, from the Sylvaneth faction is pretty cool in that direction. I'd really like Tree Spirits with bows as a unit. I think that would be a nice change and upgrade for them. Um, what I'm looking forward to most in the future of Age of Sigmar, um, well, with the new General's Handbook coming out very soon, there's been a preview today, in fact, of building your own hero, um, which is something I do a lot of anyway and have to use the kind of pre-existing War Scrolls in the um, Battle Tomes. But I think that the um, potential to have customization and um, individual characters will lend itself to people playing a bit more narratively and really investing in the story behind what their characters and soldiers are fighting for and why. I hope that we see it at match play events as well. Um, it see, there seems to be a point system, and it's been suggested that you might multiply those points by 10 in order to come up with something like a match play points cost. Um, so hopefully some events will allow that. I can't see it at the most competitive events, but I'm really looking forward to that. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Laurie. Um, uh, my most memorable moment in Age of Sigma was um, at Facehammer 2018, where I uh, got uh, best sports and was booed whilst getting best sports. Uh, not only was that uh, very funny and, and still makes me smile to this day thinking about it, but it was reflective um, of uh, just an amazing weekend I had uh, with uh, a bunch of my mates um i had five great games even losing to donal <laughs> uh, at the end and losing an aerial i had some great games with great great uh, mates and uh yeah that there's um award ceremony of getting booed whilst getting uh, best sports and then then being completely surprised and completely shocked to get third place um uh was one of my uh was one of my yeah my most memorable moments in age of sigma uh, my favorite release actually was um, favorite Age of Sigma release was uh, was Ko was um, Overlords Caradon Overlords just because um, I think I heard someone else saying it the other day and it really put into my head why I really liked that release. It felt like the first one which was really embracing the freedom that uh, Age of Sigma had. Like you could do what you wanted with it because they they had abandoned the old world and uh, dwarves in um, massive floating uh, ships uh, who were sky pirates. I mean that was just brilliant um and it just looked you just looked at it and thought um yeah that's that's amazing that's so out there so wacky and and yeah amazing so yeah i really uh was was sold with it um never bought the army just because i always thought i couldn't do it justice but some of my favorite armies i've seen um of age sigma have been kor armies just because i think those ships offer you so much potential to do with them and just the very idea of them um has been has been is brilliant uh, in terms of what I'm looking forward to the most in future Age of Sigma, it's more more tournaments. I love a tournament. I love that feeling of turning up. I was in all of this lockdown. I just have found myself thinking more and more about kind of just random bits of tournaments, uh, waiting in that corridor to to sign up and to get into um, uh, uh, Games Workshop ones, um, kind of sitting around the tables at Facehammer uh, and having lunch or, or, you know, at the end of the day, having a drink. Um, just that feeling. And then, then just the 
the buzz you get when you when a draw happens i i love that moment so much when you when you, even the draw the first day or or over lunch kind of you see it going up and you you're looking around for your opponent sometimes you know their name sometimes you don't and it's just it's my own little crack that is those moments where i'm like oh so i've got them what army have they got oh that's a good one i can beat that army or seeing the mission as well and like oh that mission against and you, your brain just starts wearing away and um i do i don't people have split opinions with this but i quite like knowing my opponent for Sunday morning or Saturday morning the night before I don't really get much sleep if that's the case just sitting there playing it all out in my head um, and uh, yeah I think it's um, I think it's great fun Hey guys Mitzi here from the Mitzi and Jimbo show YouTube channel and podcast um, I've been a diehard fan of Warhammer The Age of Sigma since it's uh, released um, post the end times apocalypse and um, my favorite thing about uh, Age of Sigma, my favorite moment was essentially the Gloomspike Gits release um, and a commitment that my good friend Jimbo and I made to explore uh, new horizons. And we committed to our first international Age of Sigma event over Adepticon in Chicago. The Gloomspike Gits release uh, was uh, one that I was really excited about, and it gave me some focus to essentially paint up a brand new army, something uh, that I love the challenge of, and then take it over to Chicago to play some Age of Sigmar. Um, for me, it really broadened my horizons in terms of just how enormous the Age of Sigmar community is, uh, as well as other wargame systems, of course. But Age of Sigmar community is such a friendly uh, an awe-inspiring place. It's an inspirational place, and it's a place that when I landed in Chicago and arrived at uh, Schwanberg at the convention center, I just couldn't believe the scale of it. Uh, obviously, the UK scene is enormous, but to get over there and meet new people uh, playing this amazing game and, and really just enjoying the community feel of it. My favorite release for the Warhammer Age of Sigmar it's a really tough one because ultimately everything that has come out for Age of Sigmar as new factions and new armies um, has been just stunning. But for me, I think the, the, the one that stands out in my mind was the release of the Age of Sigmar 2 core game box set where we saw the Sacrosanct Chamber of Stormcast, but more importantly, the, the Nighthaunt faction death faction um, for me the nighthorn are just simply stunning i could not believe the lady alinda miniature and how delicate she is and yet how ultimately frightening she is as a miniature they've managed to capture all of the the essence of death and spirituality of you know these sinister spirits I, I just think the, the, the design and the whole feel of that faction is stunning. The Black Coach, again, is just one of those models that makes you think, oh, wow, stunning, absolutely stunning. So, yeah, for me, Nighthorn at the very birth of the Age of Sigmar 2. What am I looking forward to for the, the future of the Age of Sigmar? Well, as I mentioned right at the beginning, for me, the community is the thing that has stood out most of all. I really feel like the Warhammer Age of Sigmar community is a, is a, a member and an extension of my family. My friends, uh, my pool of friends grows every time I go to a new tournament. Uh, I meet amazing people, amazing inspirational people. 
Um, but for the future of Age of Sigma, I just want to see it continue to grow from strength to strength. If I could pick one thing that I really would like to see, it would be the ability to develop character a bit more. Obviously, I do that being a narrative gamer, uh, and all of my, my armies have, you know, rich history in terms of the law and the background law. However, I think the ability to do some more kind of almost like custom war scroll building or characters that you can you can take from hero, uh, you know, zero to hero, uh, but also be able to use them within a, you know, in all aspects of the game. So um, I'm hoping that the new general's handbook that's about to drop will will allow us to do something along those lines. But the ability to, yeah, just bring some more of the army's personality to hero development would be amazing anyway i just wanted to give dan a massive shout out for giving me the opportunity to to share my thoughts with you all uh, and i look forward with open arms and open heart to meeting and seeing you all uh, out there at events uh, in the coming months um over you know once once we're out of lockdown fully and we can get back to doing what we love which is uh, effectively standing at a table rolling dice and screaming wah Hi, this is Persig Values from the north of Sweden, giving you my thoughts on the first five years of AOS. My most memorable moment, well, when the game were released, there were a lot of chat on the net about how simple the game was in a mostly negative way. Just four pages of rules, no real rulebook, and so on and so on. I must admit that I was really worried uh, before I had uh, tried out the game, but my most memorable moment was playing the game for the first time. I remember that I tried to retain an open mind and that I was surprised by the level of complexity that the game had. You could still flank charge, the piling in was a game in itself and so on. And of course then with the points and the missions, uh, but the battle plans of the first General's Handbook, the game took another leap and became more complex. My favorite AOS release, well, that must be the initial Sylvaneth release. I really love the beautiful models, the Tree Revenants and the Kurnath Hunters. Really like those. And uh, also the style of play that were presented by this army book. The uh, use of terrain as a part of your army and the way that the army was playing. As a former Woodolf player, I really liked uh, the way of playing Sylvaneth and also really liked the new lore. In the future, I am really looking forward to the continuing explorations of the mortal realms and its various inhabitants. This is a miniature game after all, and I am looking forward to see all those hints that you can read about in the lore just take manifest as miniatures. I mean, the Malarian Shadowkin or the Goblin Sky Pirates. That's two factions that I really, really want to see in the future. Right, so we've nearly finished this little Age of Sigmar birthday party that we're all having, and throughout the episode we've heard from some veterans of the game, as well as some newer players. There's far too many people out there to name drop every single one who have done amazing work for this game, whether it's promoting, developing, championing the Age of Sigmar scene right from the start and throughout, and essentially driving the game forward. So if that is you, then thank you. Age of Sigmar hasn't always been smooth sailing, but Games Workshop have done a fantastic job of creating a brand new game that we all enjoy in our own way. As I mentioned at the start of this podcast, we're very lucky to share this hobby community with such an awesome bunch of people from all over the world. 
and our diversity as a community and our acceptance of such is part of what makes the Warhammer scene so awesome. For our final two guests, I've saved up two people from very different ends of the Gage of Sigmar spectrum. Dan Heelan will be no stranger to most of you, and Heelan Hammer was actually the first Age of Sigmar podcast I ever listened to all those years ago when I signed up to my first AOS event, naturally followed shortly by the likes of Facehammer and Bad Dice, who have also had hosts featured on the show earlier. But right at the very end, we've got Danielle, who has just discovered the game, and I saved her recording last because I think it's got a really powerful message. We can all sometimes, I think, get distracted about arguing about the latest broken unit or a wonky role in WhatsApp chats or getting wound up about stuff on Twitter or Facebook. But at the end of the day, this hobby is about playing games with your friends, making new ones, and forging memories over dice and miniatures. So here's to another fantastic five years of Age of Sigmar, and thank you to all of my guests on today's podcast for taking part in this celebration. Hi Dan, I think it's awesome that you're doing a show to celebrate the uh, five years of Age of Sigmar. It's been amazing actually, I can't believe it's come around this quick. Uh, loads of memories, I think being there at the beginning and podcasting through that time where, you know, only the faithful, as they say, stayed sort of true and uh, believe that it would come good in the end was an interesting time unfortunately it was a lot of sadness I think that kicked around around the time that it all booted out but also a lot of excitement about what the game could be and I think we're really starting to see now what that looks like you know the, the tournament scene's booming again the community's loving it I've seen some great stuff online even people returning to the games play with their mates again which I think is what, it all, what it's all about I found you know over my years in the hobby that the interesting thing about it is you can sort of come out for it for a few years, come back into it. It doesn't go anywhere. You know, you've still got the same models. You still got, people are always playing it. And even as a tournament player over the last, you know, 20 odd years, there's players there that have been there when I started who are still uh, dip in, dip out. So I think because of the fact that people, you know, it's really a hobby for life. I don't think you ever lose it. And it's been great to see more and more people returning during this time. So I think my favourite Age of Sigmar memory has got to be the, and release I suppose, was the first General's Handbook, you know, GHB. Uh, back then, you know, we'd entered, I've done several tournaments where we were in that wide world of, you know, should we do wound count? Should we do some custom made comp, you know, that, that people had written for it? And after being a podcaster for you know, best part of 10 years, writing to Games Workshop every year and asking if we could have interviews and then writing and emailing and, and being told, no, look at the minute, it's just not our policy. We'd love to, but no. Um, it was amazing to receive that email one day from our that said you know would you like to come up because there's something we'd we'd like you to uh, put some input on and, and talk to you about and it was amazing that that day we went out uh, had some dinner and was shown the plans to reintroduce to, uh, effectively a point system as we now know it um in into the in back into the game and i just knew back then i just felt as a as a gamer that had been into it and obviously as a tournament gamer it was going to be massive and i think there was a lot of excitement for that first re reveal and having the podcast back then and being able to cover that reveal and, and see people really start to see i think for the first time that that the, the game was back on track for a lot of people was amazing so so yeah, that'd be my first, that would be my, probably my, not only one of my best memories, but also just the best release. Cause for me, it was the thing that changed the, 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 the course of the game. I think Games Workshop showed massive foresight in deciding to reintroduce that of, and, and it's become the game it has with that kind of direction behind it. So I think all of the, all of the guys there in the studio have done a phenomenal job. In terms of what I'd like to see moving forward, I think it's just going to be an interesting place to be. I mean, very lucky to have worked in the playtesting and uh, obviously not, not part of that anymore. Um, the Seraphim book was the last book I was, was any part of it was a cool thing to do as a massive lizard man uh, fan for for since they've since they've been in the game um and so i'm not 
I don't have that sort of spoilers anymore. So I think it's going to be amazing to see what comes out. Yeah, big Wood Elf fans, so play Sylvaneth a lot. And I think that it'd be cool to see some more of, of that area explored. It's odd in games. I tend to play stuff that, uh, you know, I, I'm not a massive outdoorsy person, but I tend to play things like Druids and Wood Elves and stuff in, in games. The same with, you know, religion and the like. Uh, I always tend to do priests or something with that kind of stuff. And I think um, for me, seeing what they could do with, with some of those themes, uh, I'd still like some sort of Aztec-y lost city race like i don't know there's there's loads of things that could be done um, but it's, i suppose it's excitement for me that, that of what they could do because we've seen like the reimagining of tomb kings and all that kind of stuff into you know for, for those who are hardcore tomb king fans i would have thought they'd probably be quite pleased with what they'd seen uh with with the bone type and, and all the rest of the stuff that, that came out with obr so um yeah the seeing what hap- can happen with the awesome sculpting and the themes and and everything that goes with it the art team just all the stuff they do to thematically bring those things to life i think there's a massive opportunity there uh, and quite a lot of excitement with all these new races we've seen the lumen f obviously appear right now and for a lot of people who have got that um high elf in them uh, they'll love that that sort of approach so yeah it's going to be interesting to see what else comes i read a really interesting twitter thread actually in the week and uh, twitter has been an amazing place for hobbyists to interact with each other for 10 years you know we're in an instagram era now where a lot of people move in that way but the conversation you still have on twitter is it's just a cool place to to read and interact and there was a great thread on there and i can't remember who did it actually where they were running through their version of the history of you know warhammer through the editions and then the eventual um destruction of the old world and and, and through to where we are now and um it got me thinking about what a cool place it is if you're a hobbyist now just getting into it you know you see these cool models and you think do you know what i can enter right now with minimal models you know i can pick a few up it's easy to find the rules it's just amazing to be able to uh, not have to paint say 30 models uh, just for your battle line as it would have been known back then and get on with playing playing a game and i think the entry level the scenery that's available the world building the different ways you can play in terms of the open play or the match play i think just it, it, it what i like about it is it gives players coming into it now um sort of it legalizes their way of playing however they want to play one of the biggest challenges i think with previous warhammer was that you know if you wanted to play a bit open and a bit crazy you were seen as an outsider because you know it was effectively match play from the beginning or you know and, and tournaments were seen at the heart, sharp end of that and I think what's been amazing from the studio's point of view is be able to divide those things and effectively legalise them and say look it's cool it doesn't matter which way you want to play this is what we do and for new players coming in I think that's really exciting I mean obviously I'd, I'd have wanted to see the old world survived I love the thematic and uh, how those races felt I still think there would have been an opportunity to what I call World of Warcraft it where you effectively went down into the middle of the sea and opened up into realms so that you could still do all this stuff and still have the old world there in the background but hey that's not what happens but yeah where we are now I think if you're a new hobbyist and you've not got those years of nostalgia behind you I think it's an exciting place to be. Hello hello my name is Danielle and I am incredibly new to the Warhammer community Age of Sigmar specifically. My first pieces of my army came from the great bearded one in my stocking this past Christmas. Um, I had been going to a local painting class with my brother and my seven-year-old son, who both also have a 40K army, and I had been enjoying painting up some different models from other RPGs with them. Seeing my son's excitement and focus and just getting to bond, talking about color schemes and practicing patience and then getting to browse our favorite local comic shop which hosted the class while waiting for the paint to dry as they say was pretty priceless we had found a way to enjoy a bunch of our quirks and passions in one afternoon each week 
So when my brother asked if I would go check out a games workshop store with him when we were looking for last minute stocking stuffers, I was um, intrigued and excited, I guess, to see what they had to offer. I immediately, immediately gravitated towards Age of Sigmar as I am more drawn to the fantasy realm than the sci-fi. Still love sci-fi, but between the two, definitely fantasy. And even before I had any backstory, I knew my army was the Night Haunts. I love horror and ghostly things, and one of my favorite descriptor phrases is hauntingly beautiful. And they fit the bill. The Banshees and Lady Olander were two of the deciding factors, as they are just so incredibly well done. And I truly cannot wait to try and figure out how to relay my pink and teal color scheme onto Lady O's model. Sadly, I was not able to build my models quick enough before the pandemic hit, and so have yet to actually get to play a game, but that is hopefully going to change here soon, as there are plans in the works to get to play within the next month, so fingers crossed that actually gets to happen. I am looking forward to learning more of the army and understanding the different battalions and perks of each here in the next few weeks and am just incredibly excited to share the progress of my army and now help my son with his choice for Age of Sigmar the Seraphon. Um, the aforementioned comic shop is also hoping to reopen their game room when it is safe to do so. So really looking forward to meeting some new people in the Warhammer community who are accepting of some super noobs, if you will. I am loving how willing to help and offer painting advice to everyone who I have encountered in this community has been so far, and I'm really just itching to get some gameplay in. Thank you all for being a part of such an incredible hobby and making me and my son feel so welcome to the point where we plan on continuing for the foreseeable future. We are loving the opportunities we are getting together. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Priority Roll. If you want to get in touch with us, we're at Priority Roll on both Twitter and Instagram. You can send us an email, priorityrollpodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to anchor.fm forward slash Priority Roll and leave us a voice message. If you want to leave us some feedback, we're always looking to improve, or if you just want to suggest a topic to talk about on one of our upcoming shows, then feel free to get in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, thanks for listening to Priority Roll. Priority Roll.